0: Our sermon today is the causes of anxiety and our reading our scripture reading is from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. If you have your bibles let's turn to 1 Thessalonians, uh, chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. And I will read. So when we could stand we could stand it no longer we thought it is best to be left by ourselves in Athens we sent Uh, We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by the trials, for you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out... That way, as you well know, for this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. That is the word of God. Allow me to pray for our, uh, the servant of God, our pastor, Reverend Kasim, as he brings the word of God to us. We thank you, Lord, for your servant. We thank you for your word that you have planted in him. As he brings it to us today, would you use him, Lord? Would you use him to minister your oracles to your people as a vessel that is ready to be used of you? And so we pray, Holy Spirit, fill him. uh, And would you help us, Lord, that your word may find a place in our hearts and may it transform us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Irene. And good morning, church. Are you able to greet me just like this? Yeah, so so happy, so happy to see you, all of you, and those that are are watching us, um, from home, and others watching us from the hospital, others from cars, others even from prison. uh, We thank God for you uh, this morning. And therefore, as we look at uh, identifying causes, causes of Christian anxiety, causes of Christian anxiety, and looking at... uh, Uh, the first letter of Thessalonians, which was written to a community of believers who had uh, been Christians for only a short period of time, probably not more than a few months. And uh, they had a lot of uh, opposition. As a result of this opposition, Paul wisely uh, uh, left the city of of, 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 um, Thessalonica um, for fear that uh, the newly formed uh, Christian community would be persecuted at here as he, you know, he had been. But uh, he thinks, he believes that if he is away as a general, as a general, then the opposition might be slightly less. So he leaves the city, and here Paul is believed to have experienced deep anxiety while in the city of Athens. Would you identify triggers for your own anxiety? And what do you do to deal with your anxiety in your daily life? This book is also known as the rapture book. First Thessalonians is called the rapture book because it talks about the rapture a lot of times, especially chapter 4. But actually its main message is be encouraged. Believer, be encouraged. The believer needs to be encouraged because of the confusion and anxiety this life brings. The Thessalonians had taken literally the promise of a master. Who had gone to prepare a place and come. Jesus has said, I am going to prepare a place for you. When I am finished, I will come for you. So they took it literally. They thought they would uh, not die until he comes for them. But then they continued, they faced the reality, they continued to die. Like everybody else. And those who were alive were anxious about the fate of the departed brethren. Now that we are here. Some of us have already left us. What else is changing? They were very anxious. And some of the death was caused by persecution. Others died out of natural death. So Paul wanted to help them through this, but had to delay. So he wanted to help them, to walk with them, but he needed to come, yet the coming was delayed. This led to his own anxiety. Chapter 1 focuses on the new converts and explains the doctrine of salvation. Chapter 2 is about young shepherds who look after these new converts. But when we come to chapter 3, the apostle, the apostle looks at the suffering Christian. He rises to seek comfort and spiritual relief in the midst of persecution, just like we go through that even in our life today, the spiritual israel. The anxious believer can stand even when facing uncertain tomorrow like the Thessalonians were facing when we have survived that six months of anxiety as the curve flattens. But experts know well that another wave could hit. Did you hear that? Corona. Experts are telling us another bigger wave could actually hit if we drop our masks and we take life carelessly. The careful ones are aware of this anxiety. There are people who are not anxious about this. But if you are careful, and if you know about these uh, health problems, you are anxious. Kenya is anxious, the world is anxious, even as the curve uh, believes uh, or behaves like it's flattening. But even so, we can press on. Those in education sector, especially schools that, uh, that were closed, And our future is unknown. Some of us who are uh, running school businesses and they have closed and we don't know what to do. And the children are here. They are also growing bigger and fatter because of eating a lot. We can still press on in the midst of this anxiety. Anxiety is a common human problem which often leads to mood disorders. And if combined with fear, it can lead to self-diminishing behaviors. The once powerful Believer seems to experience diminishing, self-diminishing behaviors where you feel your heart saying, I can't. You used to say, I can't make it. You start saying, I can't. I can't feed my family. Somebody called me, not from this area, last night. That my pastor, I can't feed my family. We have slept like that. And he, and he could not continue. He kept crying and he disconnected crying, feeling I can't. A Korean professor, Furukan, published a paper for the first time to suggest that blood types can actually be used to project your personality. Some experts use uh, them, blood groups, um, to do what? They use blood groups to, 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 to actually uh, test compatibility in marriage or a working partnership. He suggests that blood, blood type A are very generally, generally very agreeable people, but too sensitive. They lose friends, and actually you lose them on the way. A a person who is type A is likely to be lost on the way. You lost them, but you are not aware that you lost them. Why? They jump out of relationships without notice. Because it's very easy to annoy, according to Professor Furukan, the type A personality. Blood group A. He also suggested, these are suggestions, that uh, type O are very ambitious but very optimistic people. Therefore, they operate sometimes at a low dream level because they are satisfied. They are the satisfied people. They are very nice guys to work with. You can never lose a friend who is blood uh, blood type O without notice. But uh, blood type B and AB are, are very preoccupied and perfectionists. They, saw, they score very high on something they called neuroticism. Uh, for, and these are people who focus on negative performance. They may make better leaders, but do not live very long because they are warriors. They worry all the time. Mood and anxiety problems bring them down sooner or later, even when they are growing very fast. Mood disorders and anxiety problems tend to bring them down sooner or later. All people were found to live longer because they are very easy. While A's, especially A and B, they died very early. But all people seemed to live longer because they take life very easy. But we all go through anxiety and anxiety causes fear. As Paul experienced deep anxiety, which if we study carefully, we can gain useful insights on how to identify causes and ways of either uprooting or avoiding those uh, anxiety signs. So the environment for Paul's anxiety, like ours, could could actually be identified from the following five S's. So I'm going to give you five S's, five words beginning with S. Please notice how different the Christian anxiety is from the ordinary anxiety. The non-believer is concerned with achievements of this world, while the Christian, the believer, is anxious about other things. He's not worried about the car. He's not worried about land. She's not worried about the things that we do here, about your nice-looking body. Their concern is different. It is called the Christian anxiety. The spiritual anxiety. So please notice, I'll mix a little bit, the normal, the ordinary human uh, anxiety, and also the kingdom kind of anxiety. So I give you the first uh, um, um, uh, S, which is suspense, that we find in Paul. When he writes, I could no longer forbear, Therefore, we thought good to be left uh, uh, alone at Athens. We see suspense in verse 1a. Paul didn't know what was happening in Thessalonica. It worried him so much. He feared that some were being killed and he was being sought uh, also. Therefore, don't take lightly your lack of information. Lack of information can cause heavy anxiety. Because Paul lacked information. Don't keep people in suspense also, because you may cause anxiety. Inform them of what you are doing. Youths, youths, please, don't keep your parents in anxiety. You could cause some health problems like blood pressure and things like that. Husbands, don't keep your husband, your wives in suspense. Information is very important. When we don't know where you are, anxiety builds. So Paul lacked information. He went into anxiety. Often we wait desperately for information never to come. Frustrating. I will continue to live in this life with information I never got. When my father was dying at the hospital, and I, we pressed him, and then he, f- he just slept and he went. He was about to say something. He said, uh, my, 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 my name is Mosiemi. Mosiemi, uh, and the finger was like this. Then the guy went. My father went. After this time, I have never known what he wanted to tell me. That gave me some anxiety. Sometimes we behave like that. We go through information we never received of those who have departed. Some information will only be found in heaven. But when all seems dark, we have a captain who leads us. Amen. When all darkness seems to appear ahead of us, and we lack information, we know one thing, we have a captain who leads us through. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hands he leadeth me, his faithful follow I would be for by. The next thing was solitude. Paul felt alone. Solitude, which is verse 1b, is actually what we could call aloneness. It is loneliness, but not really loneliness, but aloneness, where you feel alone. Paul was left alone and felt abandoned in Athens, a city of evil. What was today would have been very happy. Those who love life would have been very happy because Athens was a city of evil. But Paul went there on a missionary purpose. He wanted the kingdom to, ex- to expand. But evil reigned. So he felt alone. He, broken relationships and, li- and life can actually leave you and you feel alone. When you are, your fiancé leaves the last minute, when your husband your wife leaves, when your friends uh, quit on you, sometimes you really feel these broken relationships and life have left you and you feel alone. I do know a wedding that we were preparing. And we prepared everything and the decoration. And on Saturday morning, we went to the church. And the brother said, wedding postponed. And the sister did not know, so she was still being purified. This life leaves us alone. This life leaves us hanging. Withdrawal from ministry can also lead, uh, can land you in a very bad ministry loneliness. Sin and avoidance. Of God's presence can cause loneliness. Did you know that if you sin, when you sin, you avoid the presence of God? Yes. You avoid prayer. You avoid lifting. How do you lift up your hands even before you confess and you know you have sinned? So you close your eyes, your your hands, you close your heart, you close yourself from the presence of God. From the presence of believers. Sin and avoidance of God's presence can cause loneliness. Even at home, even at home, we can tell when you are falling into sin. You can actually fall into sin and avoid the family members. You want to stay alone on your phone because you are sinning. Sin can lead you into loneliness and aloneness. Jesus was all about relationships. Never take loneliness lightly and work out on your relationships. Jesus was all about relationships. Don't wait for them to come. Don't wait for relationships to come. Seek relationships. Avoid loneliness. It causes anxiety. Anxiety can cause you many health problems. Aloneness is a very big problem. Ask the senior citizens. When corona struck, and then we are told not to go, I could only call my mother, but I could tell the loneliness, the aloneness, it was the greatest, the, the worst season for a person who could not be visited and could not visit people. Corona has taught us lessons about anxiety. Satan attack. he attacks. During, in, he attacks in solitude. When you are alone, Satan attacks you. He tempted Jesus when he was alone in the wilderness. Avoid aloneness. Avoid walking alone. Seek relationships. But even so, we have a company keeping, sa- keeping saviour called Jesus. If you look at Matthew chapter 28 verse 20, I will always be with you until the end of the time. He has promised to be there. Your husband will not always be there. Your wife will not always be there. Your children will, they will walk. They will get married. They will get married. They will go. There shall be an emptiness syndrome sooner or later. But even if they don't abandon you, they might go to be with the Lord. But we have a company keeping Savior called Jesus who will always walk with us. Number three, separation. Verse two, we hear Paul starting how, uh, you know, uh, stating how he sacrificed a valuable uh, help called Timothy. He called him a brother, he called him a minister, he called him a fellow worker. These words should not be taken lightly. When you hear the mood, he's saying, I sent him. He lost him. I gave him to you. I donated him to you. Who? To Paul, that was his company. He felt separated. This separation added to his anxiety because he didn't know what lay ahead for him. Those who love the church and the Lord's work miss the company of co-workers. Believers who just come to church, people who just come to church, they don't miss anybody. They don't miss the choir people. They don't miss anybody. But believers who love the Lord, believers who are connected with the blood of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus Christ, the Christian family is just like the biological family. We miss one another because we belong to the same blood. We have been made together. We have been made one. We are a family of faith. We miss one another. This kind of anxiety is positive and it's also godly. I am working out personally right now several alumni teams of former co-workers in the Christian ministry of my, my journey in life. I realize that we have lost one another. Some of us have gone through trials and nobody was there. So was it, inf- uh, in, in, uh, was it uh, a futility? Was, was it just like that? So we need to look for one another. We need to embrace one another because separation is very painful for those who are in the Lord. Do not neglect the coming together of brethren. Get bound in this this blood and feel that we are not just congregants. We are brothers and sisters. I missed you and we missed you when we could not see you. Yes, we could meet you on the Zoom, and we could also talk to you, but the face-to-face is very important. Those who are at home, if you can come one of the days when you are able to come, just come knowing that we miss you. We miss your face. We miss to just hear your voice and see you, because this anxiety is biblical. Let brethren value the little things we do together. Let us become those, those, in course, those that John saw in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and words of their testimony. They, you hear? They, they said they, those, those brethren, who were dressed in white robes, those ones, those brethren of uh, Nairobi Baptist Church on Kai, those ones, us, we become those, a community, loving one another, feeling bound together by the blood of Jesus Christ, we become those, those, let them talk about those, those brethren who love people, let the neighborhood here say, those ones, those ones who love people, those ones who share their things, you should hear, the money you gave towards love books, you should hear the, the stories, we told some of them, the leaders yesterday, you will shed tears. You should know how much that helped. How much that helped the people to see the love of God, saying thus. They did not even say you, they say thus. Thus ones. Brethren, we become what? Thus. Somebody say thus. Okay. Whether I pronounced nicely or not, you know it is T-H-O-S-E. Thus. So thank God for the ministry separation, which expands kingdom. But even so, let us tell the story of how the Lord visited us through the Holy Spirit in this church and in everywhere we are. How the Holy Spirit laid us. How on a Sunday the Lord Spirit laid laid us, and He exposed our inner field, cleansing us and doing miracles. How the Holy Spirit visited us. And inside us, the sin was exposed. And we were able to, co- to go before the Lord and repent. And we were changed. And since that day, I have a song of victory. Let us talk about the moments we have shared together. Let's talk about the porridge in Nairobi Baptist Church, Rongai, that you share. I wasn't there. I see. I see the videos. Porridge. Those small um, calabash uh, 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 utensils. But there is also the, the, the suffering. Verse that 3 and 4. The Salonians were experiencing extreme suffering and persecution. Some of them were dying. These sufferings were purposeful. This is what Paul seems to suggest. They were purposeful. They did not just come. They were purposeful to take us to a place of endurance. These sufferings are also predestined. The sufferings we go through are predestined. They are appointed by God. This is what Paul says. If Christ suffered and was counted triumphant, and if we believe in his death and his resurrection, then we are appointed to suffer. We are appointed to suffer, Bosire, because Christ suffered, and we are following him, then we are appointed. It is predestined. We may not go too much into theology of uh, predestination, and very many arguments, but simply here, we know that uh, we take the interpretation of appointed by God. Especially in the sense that we follow one who actually had to go through. He was born to die. He was born to suffer. And the Christian that becomes like Christ himself, then appointed, therefore, to suffer. Therefore, don't say, where has this come from? What have I done to God? What have you done? What you have done is to come to Christ, only to taste a little bit of suffering, and then you will be counted a triumphant. Uh, you become be triumphant. Therefore, these sufferings again are predicted. So when he sent Timothy, this is the message that he he takes with the letter, brethren in Thessalonica, these sufferings are purposeful. Don't worry. What you are going through is purposeful to take you to the next level. What you are going through is predestined. It's appointed of God. And what you are going through is predicted. He says, we told you in advance, We told you you would suffer. We told you when you came to the Lord. Don't tell us that we never told you. We told you, brethren, come. You might have to suffer a little while, but don't you worry. We will soon be crowned in, in glory. Brethren, who did not tell you? When you came to the Lord, nobody warned you. You were warned by somebody who was discipling you. We were told. Me, I was told. When I gave my life to the Lord, I was told. I was forewarned that I would go through sufferings. And I have gone through sufferings. But he also came to say, these sufferings are also painful. Remember, these are series of peace. They are also painful. They crush the soul. It is painful for a young Christian girl to be abandoned by a man just because she wants to come to sex. When everybody else is doing that, that. and weddings are announced quickly and they are there, and you, you stay with your sexual purity. And the man goes, "I I have seen girls crying, crying, crying. Pastor, do I just give up? It is suffering. I'll tell my sister, hang on there. Hang on there. Somebody is in Mombasa. Somebody is about to get a job. In fact, the job will be disrupted in Mombasa so that they come and find a job in Rongai. God has a miracle, God has a way of doing things. God's hand is powerful. Somebody is being manufactured in Uganda, is coming to join the campus where you are. Stay there, hang on there in holiness. It is painful. Suffering, Christian suffering is painful. I lost, I resigned from a very prime job of uh, uh, the authority, county authorities. A very prime job where you are at the gate of money and property. But when I realized there was sin, when I realized that people wanted us to, to take away plots belonging to, to widows, I resigned because I knew I would be threatened with death or something, or something, anything. I resigned. I quit. When I quit, I started walking. The Lord did not give me a job immediately. I walked for a long time. And my dust would be here. And the people who were behind me, now they were enjoying the privileges. They got very many plots and constructed. And they were driving big cars. And they would stop and call me, Sir, to ridicule me, Sir, when my dust is here, I am walking, but saying, praise the Lord. But the place did not look like it was useful to them. But it is okay, brethren. Suffering, Christian suffering, is painful. Only later did the Lord give me a car. And my first car was not bought. I was given. And I was given two minutes to take the the, the keys. The Lord gave me a car for free. When I brought it to my wife, she wept. Christian suffering is what? Painful. Finally, these sufferings are present. And a lot of denial is going on in spiritual realms. Even now you are going through suffering. You may not know, but a suffering... That you're going through in the spiritual realm. The blessings, the breakthrough you're supposed to experience. The devil is fighting you. The devil is accusing you. The devil is holding some of them. Suffering is not just the physical, but it's also suffering in the spiritual realm. They are now with us. The believer is suffering even now. The last thing is solicitation. Or another persuasive voice. We find in verse 5. Paul was anxious that the tempter would visit Thessalonians. Satan, the tempter, is always near the hour of suffering. Offering explanations, telling you what should be done. This temptation is to do evil. He comes to tell us to do evil when we are lonely, when we are abandoned, when we are separated, and when we are overwhelmed by privation of men. He comes to tell us to do evil. One day, my parents were sick. And I was working. And I was working. And there was one element. This I, con- I can confess. Because I overcame. Uh, I, I'm on air. But I, this one is nice. I was working for the Kenya Meat Commission. And I was an accountant. And I was in charge of something uh, called gallstones. They are very precious. A small gram like this is uh, thousands and tens of thousands. So I was the only one who knows where it is. And we are getting more gallstones as, as, we, as we slaughter cows. So... Uh, one person came, a uh, gallstones worth about uh, about uh, $50 million. And that is uh, a long time ago when I was just a small boy. And uh, and that moment, I said, no, they actually came with a, with, a, with a check. Actually, a banker's check. I did not have a car. I did not have a house. I did not have anything. I did not have a, a wife. Money came like money. Banker's check written in my name for Barclays Bank when my parents are suffering when my parents are sick and have no money the devil brings a temptation it is known even in that organization i said no i canceled the check and this person told me you will die a poor man i am not a poor man i am rich in the lord i have property i am rich in the lord This temptation is to do evil, but the design of this temptation is to lose heart. He wants you to lose heart. He wants you to give up. He wants you to abandon faith. He wants you to destroy your good work. But Alfred Adler said, as I finish, show me your friends and I will tell you who you are. Birds of the same feather, he said, tend to flock together. And therefore, don't live near a discouraging voice. Always near the sons of encouragement. Please don't live near discouraging voices. You will become a discourager. Don't live near criticizers. You will become a perennial criticizer. Don't live near complainers. You will become a perennial complainant. Leave the company of sons of encouragement. Why? Because of the temptation. He feared the tempter would tempt the Thessalonians. I fear that the devil will tempt you when in the hour of trial, but may the Lord encourage you. In conclusion, that was Paul's spiritual anxiety. But we see positive things. A message for us in our journey. There is always affliction. There is always loneliness. There is always abandonment. Yes! There is always the help. God sends Timothy. God sends encouragement to you and he exhorts you. From nowhere, God shows up. When in the hour of trial, Christ will send help. I don't know how. Your sister, a message, a WhatsApp clip. Somehow, there is always hope. There is always a prayer. Yet, there is always joy. When we look back and see what Christ has done for us. When he went to the cross, my life was was, was on his mind. I listened to a song that sang like that. And I remembered it was a time that I needed encouragement. Uh, It may not be what we are singing now, but let me just say, I heard the singer say this. When Jesus went to the cross, my life was on his mind. When he was pierced on the ribs, my life was on his mind. Mm. And as you go through all this, I want you to know that the Lord went to the cross, knowing what you would go through. Jesus has conquered for the suffering believer. He has seen us through all this. He knows how to cut water in the sea. He has helped us in moments we did not know that we needed him. He has already avoided suffering that we do not know. And the suffering we have gone through was probably not what the devil wanted. But Christ sanctified it. He reduced it so that we can bear it. He knows how to calm the mighty winds of the oceans. Let's stand up together and share this song. For what he's done, for what Christ has done, Lord, you understand my anxiety, Lord. You understand my anxiety. Yes, you understand my tomorrow through this dark mist, Lord. You understand, Lord. You are the captain of my journey, Lord. You are the more. You, you are more than what I need. Even though I pass through the valley of death, I will fear nothing because you predestined my trials for the good of my ultimate goal. And therefore, Lord, I will only worship you and wait for your relief. I will sing a song of victory even before the victory comes. I will sing a song of joy even before the relief has come. Because, Lord, you are faithful. Because, Lord, you are faithful to complete that which you start. Yes, Lord, I am convinced that you are faithful. Therefore, Lord, give me that song Give me the song to sing even before the relief comes. And Lord, even as you meet that to us, I pray that Lord, you give us to stay close to you. May relief come your way. May a miracle come your way as you worship him now. And as we come to a close, let's also Uh, lift up our hands together to pray. I want to pray for you. Dear believer, may the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord fight the battles that you do not know. May the Lord fight your battles that you already know. May he give you grace to hang on around there. Whatever you are going through, please, you don't, in, don't even have to pray that it goes away. Pray for the grace to bear it. Because no time the Lord shall come through for you. And the Lord shall strengthen you. The Lord has a better plan for you. If it is too excessive, may the Lord reduce it for you. May He just give you the power to go through it. I pray thanking God for the prayers we go through. Because I know that the Lord has a plan for you. May he give you a song. May he give you a testimony of tomorrow. Those that are sick in our midst, may the Lord give you healing in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak healing upon your body in the name of Jesus Christ. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. May the Lord touch you. Those that are seeking financial breakthrough, may the Lord come through for you. Because he is rich. He is rich. May the Lord come through for you. May the Lord come through for you in your business. May he get you customers from the north. I call upon customers from the north for you, saying in Jesus' name. Customers from the south, may the Lord bring them to you. May the Lord see you through even as you get wait for customers from the east and the south. May he come through for you in his goodness, in his time. May you celebrate his goodness and faithfulness as the business grows. May you remember to be grateful to the Lord. May the Lord give you breakthrough in your uncertainty. May he give you light. And may therefore the Lord's face shine upon you on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And on Sunday, may you come back energized by the Lord. It is well with your soul. In the name of God, with the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Let's give a clap to the Lord.